Welcome to Being Mrs. S, Forever Newlywed, a podcast for the self-assured woman. I'll be talking about my life as a married woman. There will be some tea, plenty of shade, my views about world events, and sometimes me just plain devil's advocate. So, let's get into it. Hello, my smooners. Thank you for joining me again. Um, yeah, so this episode is going to be really, really packed. First of all, um, I want to say rest in peace to Alex Trebek. I mean, I think I've watched Jeopardy like forever. Like, it was tough to know that he had passed away. Um, he had kind of already prepared us for, for, for this, um, by announcing and letting us know that he had, um, been diagnosed with the, uh, pancreatic cancer. Um, but he was optimistic. Uh, but then, you know, I guess it, 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 finally happened. I'm like 2020 strikes again. So my thoughts and prayers are with his family and um, his beautiful soul rest in peace. He was an amazing person. And then we have a new president and vice president. Congratulations, president-elect Joe Biden and President vice president-elect Kamala Harris. Uh, wow. This last week was, it was something else. It was bananas because everybody was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Um, but the projections have been made. We now have to wait for those numbers to be certified. And come January 20, um, 2021, we're going to see new faces in the White House. And um, I think the country will be better for it because there's been a lot of strife, stress, Um that has gone on, but, uh, it was amazing that it was like a movie watching everything happening, you know, the votes coming in certain news stations refusing to project this because of one reason or another, but it was actually quite interesting to watch it all play out. And, um, you know, I think, now's the time where everybody needs to focus on how to keep moving this country forward and, you know, progressing. This is absolutely the greatest country in the world, bar none. Um, And we have to act that way. We have to behave that way. We have to make sure everything we do is for that case and that case alone. Um, But the, the power of democracy, it's amazing what it does. And uh, hats off. That's all I can say. It's it. so just congratulations and 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 I absolutely hope that they come in and they do everything to continue to make this country great. Um, you know, and of course, you know, four years down the line, if they haven't improved, 
they get the same the, the same treatment this other one is getting. Anyway, it's it was really good to see everything um play out the way it did and I am feeling very, very hopeful for what's to come. So yeah, um <laughs> very, very interesting turn of events. Um this this episode I'm going to talk about infidelity. And uh we'll be right back. And we're back. So yeah, as I was saying, this week, this past weekend was really, really a lot ha- it was packed with a lot of a lot of things. <laughs> so Real Housewives has, you know, Real Housewives strikes again. Um, since this show started or since the franchise started, a lot of marriages have ended. And I wonder if it has to do with the show itself or if it's just a natural progression or, or, <laughs> Can you call it progression? Uh, oh, you know, a marriage was anyway headed towards that eventual situation um, or what have you. I can count. And these are from the shows that I I, I watch and I remember uh, from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Nene Leakes got a divorce there, even though she remarried her husband again, Portia. Kenya got married and then no, I don't know if they're divorced yet, um, but they're separated. Cynthia, Camille, Camille's was the oh from Real House of Beverly Hills. Now Camille's was really really tough. Um, I forgot ooh, what is her name. I can't remember her name. Her her husband committed suicide, and then now Erica Girardi made an announcement that um, she is getting a divorce from her husband of 21 years. Now I know when she joined the franchise, it was always the first thing anybody asked her, what's it like being married to someone who's that much older than you? Um, she, everyone's looked at her for the most part, every time they saw her, the first thing they saw was like dollar signs and diamonds. And everybody's thinking that that's the reason she got married to her husband. Um, I don't know. Is it? And if it is, whose business is it? I don't know. So so I'm going to spend a little time talking about that um, in this episode. But first, I want to see if anyone else caught the quid pro quo action this last episode of Real Housewives of Potomac between Ashley and Monique. <laughs> that mess is crazy. I mean, for someone who didn't witness the fight, for her to be called in as uh, Monique's support person to write some kind of character piece or or what have you against Candace is kind of uh, suspect to me. But then, through the as we watched the the episode, we realized why that was the case. When um, Michael Darby had the sexual assault case against him because he was in Monique Samuel's house, uh, Ashley and Monique obviously talked about it. And then he was, the, the Samuels were the alibi to 
for lack of a better word, to Michael's um, indiscretion. You know, she didn't, they didn't tell on him. And so then the, the case went away. And um, here's where the quid pro quo comes in. So now Ashley feels like she owes uh, Monique a favor. You know, so you did me a solid, I'm going to do you the solid back. And that's where, where this stands. And, I, and it's, it's ridiculous. You know, she wasn't there for the fight. She didn't watch, she didn't witness a single thing. In my opinion, you know, one person can say, well, she's only writing her views about, about um, Candace since she's had an altercation with her. But there would have been no altercation if Ashley left Candace's house as she was asked to do. Candace asked her to get out of her house. How can you come to my house and I tell you to leave and you stay there? She's lucky she didn't get cops called on her, you know? So there's been this slight bullying thing. Um, I don't know if it's because Candace is a little, you know, teacup or, or what it is, you know, a tiny little chihuahua with, with a big mouth. And so it makes it easy for people to bully her, but actually is not, is, is they're almost about the same size, but you cannot be in somebody's house and the person asks you to leave and you stay there. It's disrespectful. Just leave. So, you know, Ashley hasn't recognized her role in, in, in how all that happened. As far as I'm concerned, you know, and then she's like, oh, you, she threw a knife at me. She had the knife in her hand. She was talking with the hand. She didn't really throw it at you. You were close enough to where she was going to throw it at you. I'm sure you would have connected. And I'm not saying that the throwing the knife was, was the right thing to do. I'm saying you're making a big deal out of something that didn't, that wasn't anything. The knife didn't touch you. You were trespassing in the girl's house. She asked you to leave and you refused to leave. You're, this has nothing to do with anything. You are not in the right position with the mouth that you have to talk about, uh, you know, Candace's character in, in any form at all. So it just boggles my mind that episode after episode since this fight, Monique insists that it is okay for you to be physically, uh, to physically assault someone just because the person is run off at the mouth and talking and, 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 you know, dressing you down with their words. It, it, it makes no sense that she still stands, you know, on that that platform, that belief that it is fine, that when you're having, you know, a verbal back and forth with someone, when you get tired of hearing what the person is saying, or if it's just too much that you can't handle and you're not able to respond, instead of walking away, you think it makes sense to hit that person, to physically assault that person. That's ridiculous. And, um, what's his name? Andy says, you know, they're asked on Twitter for questions about, you know, for the reunion they're about to have. And I said, do you have in your contract that physical altercations will not be tolerated? Um, and, and if you do, what is the consequence to that happening? And if you don't, why don't you have that as a thing? I think that the franchise has come so far to where we don't need to see see that anymore. This show is supposedly about very successful uh, housewives, you know, whether it's they're successful based on their their you know their husbands are rich or they're famous or they're whatever they are. 
that's what I believe that this whole franchise was about. Let's look look at the lives of people who are, you know, their housewives and how they go along go about their lives. Um, and you can call it reality all day long, but I just don't think I, everything that is shown on TV is a platform for something. And I don't think that, um, what's the word? Glamorizing physical fights between two women, um, especially black women, is the right thing to do. And, and there shouldn't be a place for that. It irritates me every time I see Portia on the show. Um, you know, and then now it's irritating me to see Monique on the show. So I don't know, whatever, but yeah, Erica Girardi is getting a divorce after 21 years of marriage to, um, her husband, um, Tom, I think is his name, Girardi. And so it begs the question, you know, why now? Uh, I really like Erica Girardi. I like Erica Jade. I like Erica Girardi. I like her on the show. I think she's great for the show. But it's kind of odd to me when when I hear people who've been married for 20-something years, they're um, splitting. And I wonder why. Is it infidelity? Is it uh, physical abuse? Um what could cause you to be married to someone for so long and then one day you just wake up and you decide enough is enough? Like, to me, I think at 21 years, it has to be something really, really, really bad. It it has to be. It, or that's that's the only reason. It, it, it has to be something really bad. Because I think if, if first year, the second year, you notice things and they, they don't sit well with you, you don't think at that point you need to, um, you know, arrest the situation, then I, I can't understand why anyone would wait for 21 years uh, to then ask for a divorce. So then the next question is, well, obviously they had an arrangement, um, you know, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe they had a, a let's just stay together for 21 years. Let's just stay together until I'm able to, you know, fend for myself that you never know. She was I think she said she used to work in a restaurant when she met um, uh, the Girardi guy and um she handed him her phone number, and the next thing you know, a few months down the line, a few months down the line, they were married. But she was a single mother at the time, um, and if she if she was in California at the time, I can imagine how difficult things may have been for her. Maybe they had an agreement. Maybe they had some sort of arrangement. You know, let's live together, married. You take care of me until I'm able to. Because right now. She's on Real Housewives. She's been in, in enough seasons to where her contract probably is looking pretty nice. And she's at a point where maybe she doesn't need the coins she's getting from, um, you know, her husband. I don't know. I have no idea. But all of a sudden, you know, with the Real Housewives as a thing, we get to know who Erica Jane is. And um, she's gotten so many opportunities, a lot of things that maybe she's been waiting all her life to accomplish. She's getting to accomplish it right now. Say what you want about the Real Housewives. A lot of them have have been able to, 
you know, gain some level of success in their personal lives, uh, in their professional lives from this show. Anyone who says that's not the case is lying. Um, It's definitely a a great uh, launching pad to whatever careers these women are looking for. Even if they came in there already successful, they're coming out better for it. Some, Some of them from the show meet the people they end up marrying and then they leave the show. They were on there to meet somebody, the love of their lives. They meet the person and they get off the show. Some of them get on the show because, hey, you know, I'd like to make some money. I like to make a name for myself. And then they do. I mean, a lot of people have been very successful and from this show. So you're not going to knock that. So I don't know if that's um, one of the things. And you know, the, the women start getting getting more successful and earning their own coin, and then there's no need for that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The security blanket, I guess, that the 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 rich husband provides. I don't know, but um, I wish Erica Girardi, you know, luck. I hope. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure we'll we'll find out at some point right now. She says she wants to deal with this on her own. So, um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about infidelity. I'm watching a show right now, The Undoing. I don't know if it's from a book or something like that. I haven't read the book. Um, But this TV show is so good to me. And if you're watching it, I don't know if I'm going to give away any spoilers, but I'm giving you a spoiler alert right now, just in case I do. But it's all about uh, this nice, wealthy Manhattan family of doctors, husband and wife are doctors. They have one child who the husband, who is an oncologist and works with children, is found uh, to have had a serious affair that ended up in and the child being being birthed, um, and and this woman that he was in, in the affair with ends up bludgeoned to death, and he's the number one suspect. Well, I think from today's episode, I don't think he's the only suspect. I think she is Nicole Kidman's character. Grace is also um, apparently a suspect as well. But um, the whole thing is centered about infidelity. When you see them together, they look like they have a a relatively just honest, loving relationship. I mean, she's (laughs) she met the girl whose son is going to the same school as as her son, and she came with the baby at this little fundraising thing they were doing, and um, she. She went home and she told her husband everything that happened. This girl was breastfeeding in front of all of them. And they were all shocked. And she went to the, to the um, maybe a gym or so that they, they, they all attend. And this girl stands up right in front of her naked and being really weird. She went home and she told her husband all of this. Her husband is Jonathan, I think. Is his name Jonathan Frazier? And... Um, Imagine her coming home and telling her husband, who is having an affair with this other lady, Elena, whatever her name is, this is what this Elena did today. And you're listening to your wife tell you all this. And you know this woman. 
And you don't stop her for one second and, and say, you know what? She's doing all this because she's obsessed. I had an affair with her and now this is her way of maybe I've called it off and this is her way. Whatever it is that he needed to tell her, he had ample opportunity to tell his wife that he's cheated on her with some other woman who has now had a baby with him. And he didn't. So it it's it's interesting because I've been married about to be two years <laughs> in a minute. Um, and... You know, I talk about how I'm an old maid or whatever. I got married much older. And I have to clarify, it's not for lack of not having, you know, being proposed to before or things like that. But every time, whether it was I was dating somebody or whoever proposed to me, I saw, you know, I looked at this person and I said, could I live forever with this person? Is it a possibility? And, uh... To me, the reason why I never got married to any of those people is because, no, I could not. For one reason or another, when you're dating somebody and the person cheats on you, you get bent out of shape. I honestly, later on, um, as I got older, I figured, unless you're married to a person, everyone is fair game. So dating is, is that's nothing. <laughs> Um, if you're dating somebody, they cheat on you, this, that, and the other. What it is, though, is an indication of what your life is going to be with that person should you choose to make it a solid, you know, choose to marry, get married to this person or what have you. Now you've seen how this person treats you. Um, they don't care. They're going to cheat on you. They're going to lie to you. They're going to do that. And And if you see all this while just dating the person and that's fine with you, you marry that person, then you understand that that's, a, that's probably what you're going to get <laughs> when you're married. Um, and so then the next step is, is it a big deal? Is it a big deal that you're married to someone who is, who cheats on you? And I think depending on who you are, I guess, I mean, it is. You might be the type of woman who believes that um, men are incapable of 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 um, monogamy. You could be the person who believes that, and if you believe that, it's one of two things: you're believing that going into a marriage, knowing that your husband is going to cheat on you eventually, and you don't care if he does. Okay. Or you're you're never going to get married because you don't believe in infidelity and because you know that men will always cheat. What's the point in getting married? You know? But either way, you have to make up your mind or have to figure out for yourself how you're going to handle that situation if you're ever faced with it. So I married my husband because... I didn't see any of that with him. I didn't see him. It's we. He wasn't interested in other people. We would go out. There wasn't that strained eyes, you know. And then again, you know, who knows? You know, they're men who are really good actors. There's no telling. But this is a, this is a person who just wasn't interested in things like that. 
you know, and I, I was happy to, to be that. And, and, you know, we talked about it and to him, it was like, you know, I would never do that. I would never cheat on you. I would never go outside of our marriage. And I expect that you would never do that to me. You know, categorically, he said, if you ever cheated on me, this marriage is over, you know? And I'm like, okay, this is really good. So do I think it's a big deal? Um, Yes, because he has made it clear to me that he's never going to cheat on me. Okay. And so if he does cheat on me, then we have a problem. You know, (laughs) we have to talk about it. You know, he has, he has said to me that that's something he will never do. So I will hold him to that. And that's just how it is. Um, I don't, I, 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 do I think that the men are incapable of monogamy? I don't know. You know, I think that there are men who would never cheat on their wives. I think that there are men who are, who are faced with situations like that on a, on a, on any given day, they're faced with that situation. And it's not for lack of not wanting to get into that relationship or get in, or infidelity that stops them from doing anything, you know, I mean, they can do it and they'll never get caught. But I think that they choose not to because of the respect that they have for themselves and the respect they have for their wives. And that's why it is. I think there's always an opportunity to cheat. I think anyone at any given moment can can cheat. But what stops you from cheating? You, you have respect for yourself. You have respect for your spouse. You have somebody that you you have high regard for you absolutely love that person and at, at the very very least or most however you want to look at it you don't ever want to see that person hurt on account of you and what you did your bad behavior and so that stops you from cheating i don't like to spend too much time talking about um ashley because from watching the show the real housewives of potomac and then everything that we're finding out this season about her, it is very obvious that she and her husband, they've had a very open, you know, wild relationship. They do whatever they want to do when it comes to, you know, having that in the in the in the the sex department. Which is why when people pointed out about her husband doing silly things with with men, it wasn't a shock to her. Uh, it wasn't a shock to her, and she lied to cover up his behavior. But she's fully aware of what he's capable of, and that's why I don't I don't like to spend any energy on her because she knows exactly um, what her husband is up to. You know, she came on that show like a pit bull, and she had one negative thing to say about one person after another. You know, so. It's a it's a matter of you can dish it, but can you take it situation? And I was like, why are you so, you know, you, you talk about other people like it's nothing. Why do you get upset when someone's pointing out the truth about you and your relationship? I mean, it's so crazy. So there are a multitude of different marriages out there. Everybody's marriage is different. You cannot have your own expectations and try to impose it on somebody else. People get married for several different reasons. 
um, are you the champion or can you say you're the person who knows what all marriages are supposed to be about? I don't know that. You know, of course, we have an idea. We have a picture of what marriage is supposed to look like. But for the next person and for what they want out of a marriage, it's different. You know, people decide what they want to do. Um, it becomes a problem when they lie about it and act as if, oh, my God, I would never do that. But when you know fully well that this is what you do. So, yeah, infidelity is 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 something that really really tears at any body's relationship it's hurtful um it's deceitful it is like the biggest case of betrayal ever 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 and you know people lie a lot of times when men or women, whoever it is, is doing the cheating, the reason they lie is because they, they know that they, what they're doing is definitely going to hurt the person that they're supposed to be with forever. And so they think that by lying, they're protecting that person from hurt. Um, a lot of people who are already in these relationships can tell already that something's wrong. They can tell that their partner is keeping something. They may not know exactly what it is, or depending on, on the type of man you have, you may know <laughs> because of the different things he does and the different things he says. But um, yeah, it's not a good feeling, but um, oh, it is, it, it's, it, it's one that a lot of people don't ever get over. So anyway, I'm happy that I'm not in, in, in a relationship like that. I'm happy that the marriage that I have is one that is of honesty and, um, you know, love. And my husband and I can, I'm, I'm one person who, who talks a lot. I'm very open. I'm very, you know, there's, there's no, you don't have to make assumptions about how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking because I'm very vocal with my thoughts and, and what I'm trying to say. My BDG on the other hand may need a little help <laughs> in that department, but he's getting there. But, um, as I was saying, I'm looking forward to many, 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 many happy years with my husband. I'm so happy. And um, this is just, thank God, infidelity is not, is not one, one aspect of dysfunctionality that um, I'm ever going to face. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll circle back. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please click on the support button.